It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's KFI AM 640, and you're listening to The Conway Show on demand on the iHeart. Radio ads. Conway Show, Mark Thompson's here. Yeah, Alex Stone joins us from ABC. We're watching the end of this chase, Alex. Channel oh, 7. He jumped out and he, yes. he got stuck jumping out, too. Like, oh, right. he was tied up. But He's on his way to a, a house there, and uh, then the, the car continues. What are you, where Where are we here? We're in uh, uh, San, San Gabriel, Gabriel Valley. Valley, I believe. All right. Street. Yeah. I don't like, uh, that guy goes, hey, thanks for the Uber ride. And <laughs> <laughs> Five stars, bye. <laughs> oh, you slammed the door. I'm taking a step away from you. Wow. This is, you know what? This is my kind of Uber guy. You know, <laughs> a guy that gets oh, you there oh. in eight seconds. Uh, oh, see, I'm watching a little later than you. Radio oh, go, ooh, ooh, yeah. All right, he's about to crash. Oh, man, he made it across that very busy intersection there. It's on Channel 7. If you'd like to check it out, sheriff's deputies chasing a suspect here. I don't know whether he's driving so quickly you can't see a sheriff's car. I'm sure there's a chopper above, probably, but you yeah. can't see a sheriff's vehicle. <laughs> By the way, Alex, did you notice uh, a change in the last couple of years with pursuits? The crazier it gets, the more the cops back off. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely what they do, yeah. Uh, monitor it now because so many people get badly injured and but killed. But what a sign! What a sign to the uh, you know the uh, criminals. Yeah, well, and I, I when I lived in Colorado and we used to you know cover news out there, they had a no chase policy in in most Colorado, uh. and I remember that. The Denver police officers would say every criminal knows it. The second you turn on the lights, they take off and yeah. and it's over, and and they would go. So. Wow. Yeah, there is something about chasing them, but um, but it is dangerous. And so you're saying that this guy should get on the freeway and drive to Colorado? There you go. Go into Denver and uh, I don't <laughs> Enjoy know if that's yourself. policy anymore, but it was 20 years ago. That's wild, man. And, and, uh, let's put up the volume here, Stefu. Just a little, see where this, uh, what, what the action here. Chris Christie's following it on Channel 7. Right, a wild right turn there. And you with ABC, Alex, and Chris Christie, it's a whole, uh, the, you know, it's a whole session here with ABC. <laughs> it's all ABC everywhere right now. See if anybody else... Oh, you haven't seen it yet, but he's about to make a big, uh, big left turn there, right in front of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like We're getting it. it late for some reason. We're about twelve seconds behind you. Oh, here he goes. When you're in the building with the people oh, putting it on. Okay, there he goes. Are you at ABC right now? Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. All right. Oh, you get. You're getting it uh, firsthand. We're getting it on getting, nine different delays. Just threw something out of the car. Look like too. Yeah, look like the vehicle in any event. He really picked up speed there. He's really accelerating for Channel Seven. Well, that's what he's saying. He's saying the same thing I was saying, which is you're speeding for no reason. Oh, get no ready. One's chasing Something's you. about to happen. I'm oh, not gonna tell you. Okay. Here we go. Bad boy, oh, bad boy. Okay. Oh, the wrong way. Now wait for it. Oh, there he goes. There he Foot goes. Fail. The he, worst runner ever. He runs like he runs like a cartoon character. Stutter steps. That's his nickname. Stutter steps. Yeah. But you know, I'm. Where's he going? I'll bet uh, Petros can put 25 to 30 percent more speed into that guy's gate. He's now picked up a little. Uh, oh no! Yeah. He goes into a backyard here. It's really smart. Make a circle. All right, and uh, now he's going over to somebody's yard who has a nice umbrella. Getting under the umbrella, now out of the umbrella. He's trying to get in the house, Ooh, I think. No. 
Yeah. Come on, LASD. Where are you? Let's yeah. go. This home here looks like it is maybe an apartment building that's right along Olympic Boulevard. And I'm looking to the right and to the left to see if there's any sign. That's not even a cop there. No cops. Luckily, that airship is overhead. You can see the shadow flying right over him. So that should change momentarily. Wow, there are yeah, no cops there, man. Oh, he's, oh, he's, you're going to see him coming back out. He didn't make it in. Oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> there's a dog, it looks like, in that yard. Come on, dog. Do something. Man, there's. So, Alex, if you're there at ABC7 and something bad happens where they got to dump out, are you going to see it? Uh, yeah, I'm doing oh, yeah. The, raw, the raw chopper feed. Nice. Oh, that's great, yeah. dude. They rarely do that, though. I remember last time KCAL cut it off when the guy jumped out of the CHP car in the desert. Oh, but, that one was bad. But that was on live, so I caught it and I DVR'd it. So if anybody wants it, you can come over to my house and take a look at <laughs> no, that's it. No, that's And nice then they shopping. dragged him out of there. You remember that? Yeah, like, they dragged him across uh, over the street. We're, uh, we're all over the ground and they dragged him out. <laughs> that's right. Even at the end, man. Ah, uh, so many chases. It's, it's fun to look back on them. Yes, it is. All right, he's on, uh, he's foot bailing right now. Cops will probably get him here pretty quickly. They usually run out of energy, and my experience that these guys aren't in tip-top shape, and so they win. They get winded pretty easily. Wow. <laughs> they didn't peloton this morning. <laughs> no, no, they, no, uh... no. They decided to uh, rob a uh, convenience store. Instead. What is this guy wanted for? Uh, I don't know. Running. Yes. Ah, oh, man, I can't. Right. still not there. Yep, still not around. Yeah, he him. might get away with it, you know. He should get back in his car and continue yeah. the chase. What the hell? No one's around him. Oh, now he's putting his hands up, it looks like. Yeah, but nobody's there. No, there. No, nobody's still nobody there. Oh no, he's in another backyard. Yeah, he's, he's trying to get into. Oh, he's guy. talking to guys. Oh, guy. he's yeah. jibber jabber. Hey, dude. Don't you think if a guy came walking into your neighborhood, you wouldn't just sit there and chat with him? Oh, I think this guy's uh, wanting to arrest him. He's out of there. <laughs> yeah, I have to wonder. Uh, well, maybe he knows him. That person certainly appeared to. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's hard to tell, but it certainly appeared that that person was very comfortable. I think he. I think he knew this guy. Yeah, they were way too comfortable uh, together. <laughs> because in this part of your life, you don't stop and make friends. <laughs> no. You well, have existing relationships. And if you're in your backyard and some dude jumps over the fence, yeah. <laughs> you're not just going to yeah. stand there and talk Yeah, to and him. there's a helicopter nine feet over you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, first black and white showing yep, up right here now. Here we go. Ah, they're there. Here we go. Game on. Second one. Here we go. All right, and now it's a uh, You can see he is now somewhere in this group of homes right here, uh, trying to look for a hiding spot. Definitely I like the guy that changes his, puts his shirt inside out and casually walks away. <laughs> Why are you sweating? I don't know. I was just, you know. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to take a, a, a quick break here and come back. Can you stay with us, Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no good. Problem. Okay, all right. All right. All right uh, we had a chase, and now we're going to, when we come back, we'll talk to Alex Stone about this, uh, the clock is uh, still ticking on the Coast Guard and the rescue, and the rescue um, it's about, it's going on right now. They're trying to find the submersible. It's 900 miles east of Cape Cod. That's not easy to find. And uh, they only have about another 12 to 15 hours of oxygen left. So we're going to be on it. Uh, we'll stay on top of this story until, uh, it, you know, they find somebody or something or whatever. But this has been a huge story. And uh, later also we have Colonel Verts coming on with us. Colonel Terry Verts, and he's been everywhere. I saw him on ABC, NBC, CBS. This guy's been everywhere, and he's carved out some time for us. He's friends with Hamish Har with Hamish. Uh, Har no, he set a record with him. Set a uh, aviation yes. record with him. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. on demand from KFI AM 640. Conway is uh, just. 
uh, indisposed. He'll be here in a moment. I, we do have Alex Stone on the line. We're going to talk about uh, this unfolding potential tragedy off the uh, coast of Cape Cod. We still have Alex? You do? Yeah. So, Alex, uh, you know, it, it's a scramble to join this search. Fill us in. Yeah, so um, today, Mark, the, this uh, P-3 Canadian submarine hunter aircraft that yesterday we now know began hearing sounds. Today they heard more of them. They, they've got sonar buoys in the water um, described by the, the commanders uh, as being banging or, or pinging noises. Bottom line, they don't know what they are. Uh, it could be the, the five men banging from inside of the, the Titan for help, um, or it could, and probably is more likely, to be a number of other things they just don't know and so they're doing a lot of work a lot of analyzing tonight they've been hearing the the banging today um this is captain jamie frederick says that they they started hearing them yesterday they have been searching the area where the noises are being heard they don't see anything they're looking in that area we, we don't know what they are uh, to be frank with you um we the the p3 detected noises that's why they're up there that's why they're doing what they're doing that's why they put sonar buoys in the water the good news is, what I can tell you is, we're searching in the area where the noises were detected, and we'll continue to do so. But so far, they they haven't found anything in those uh, areas. So they're bringing in a lot of scientists now, and uh, today one of them, Carl Hartsfield, an ocean physics expert, uh, helping in the the search effort, um, he was explaining that that this can get really complicated and complex with audio waves underwater, deep underwater. Um, that it could be anything. It could be sea life. It could be the, the many ships that, that are in the area. It could even be the Titanic wreck site with metal from the, oh, the wow. Titanic clanking together mm. in and, the, and, the current. And sound can travel a thousand miles underwater. Yeah, so it could be any of that. Or it could be them saying we're alive, that, that we're right here. And, and the, the ocean physicist, <laughs> the, the doctor, Carl Hartsfield, he put it this way. They're trying to put all the pieces together. Uh, the noises have been described as banging noises, uh, but again, they have to put the whole picture together in context, and they have to eliminate uh, potential man-made sources other than the Titan. And so, guys, the commander said they don't want families to get their hopes up that their loved ones are alive, that this, these are probably not them, these banging noises, but maybe they are. Um, but they, they've got hope, but, you know, how long can it go on for, even if, it is the men making the the noises underwater. They've got no way to get to them. There is not a single ship on site right now that could go down and get them. Wow. There is a French team arriving tonight that has a rover, unmanned rover, that potentially could go down and cut them loose, but that's about it. Um, we found out from the Navy today that they have got a, uh, a system that could go down uh, kind of like a claw, 20,000 feet, um, and 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 pick them up a crane, um, but it ha they have to find a ship, a contracted ship to put it on. Oh then they God. have to weld it, which would take they say nonstop welding for twenty four hours to weld it to the ship. Then it would have to steam to the scene. So I mean, a time week. is running out. They they just don't have that time. Right. So what? If, obviously, you know they have until tomorrow, and and time is running out. But let's say tomorrow passes, Friday passes, Saturday. Are they still going to have the the same uh, uh, energy and in, in trying to find it, or does it it, it it sort of pull back to recovery? The the Coast Guard commander was asked about that today, and he oh. said, "Look, right now it is a rescue mission that eventually they will get to the point where it becomes a recovery mission that they will first uh, discuss that with the family members to talk about." Uh, all right, uh, you you know they they want to make sure they're comfortable. If they then call it off, and 
uh, get rid of the, mm-hmm. the resources that, that would uh, be there uh, for life-saving. And then if they don't find them in a certain amount of time, it'll it'll all go away. Yeah, and, I think it'll be called off. Well, but you know, uh, I, I read I was reading something uh, about this, you know, this uh, company that sends these rovers down there. And they said they, they want a five day window with the people going in this small submarine because three out of four times when they go look for the Titanic, which is, you know, uh, what, a thousand feet long. They can't even find that. Yeah. Well, and, and so, yeah, you've got that. Also, the oxygen part of this, we don't know because it was all pretty theoretical, you know, based on the manufacturers of the the scrubbing system that gets carbon dioxide out of the air. And then the first emergency uh, method that they have using these strips that they can hang up that sucks carbon dioxide out of the air like uh, fly glue uh, and then scuba tanks. Nobody has actually ever done this oh, and exhausted man. those down to carbon dioxide only. So maybe they have a little more time. Maybe they have a little bit less. It's all just on paper of how long this stuff should last. They don't really know. I mean, really, right now, every time they exhale, they are poisoning their own air with carbon dioxide with every breath. And so even if they have, let's say, an extra day, there's not a lot of time. Uh, And are they down there? Did they die immediately on, Mm -hmm. on Sunday the other part of this being, and you, you talk about how hard it is when you get down there, from those who have been on the Titan, they say even though they landed like 200 yards away from it, they were lost and took them hours to, to find it. It is so dark, so murky. This is Mike Reese, a showrunner for The Simpsons. He did it. Oh, wow. He said every trip that he took with them, and he's taken a bunch of them, uh, to the Titanic and other, but they always lost communication. Wow! And they and they got lost finding the the Titanic. He put it this way: We knew it was there, but our compass was acting up, and we didn't know in what direction it was. So we had three hours, and we happened to spend two and a half hours of that just sort of groping around the bottom of the ocean, which is just as dark as anything you can imagine. Yeah, so he wow. said it is very common for them to to lose comms, and that was a whole part of this as well, that for about eight hours after losing communication on Sunday, they, it took eight hours for them to, to report that they were having problems and that they had gone missing because we, at least we've been told by those who have been on board that it is relatively common for four or five hours for communication to go down, and then eventually they pop up and everybody's fine. So this was a regular thing that the, when they went down to Titanic or any of the other dives that they would do, that for a chunk of that time, communication mm-hmm. was completely lost, as like it was it. in this case, and then eventually they said, uh-oh, and, and figured out something was wrong. This has to be a wrap on, that, on this crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this this one is the only one in the world that, that was made, so this one is likely gone. But yeah. in general, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, sure. a lot of the testing that you would have expected. I mean, the while the uh, the hull was, it seems tested, and they spent a lot of time on that. Some of the other systems on board, as you look at it, I mean, they were. Yeah, they bought a builder's emporium. Thank you. I yeah, mean, it seems and the PlayStation I, controller, yeah. and I yeah. think it was one from like 2013. Even the communications on board, there was a wireless component. Why would you go wireless when you're right there on board? In other words, there's just a lot of these soft spots in all of this that you're kind of surprised that sort of big-brained rich people would succumb to. And if you have any kind of, if you're, you know, if you have any even a hint of claustrophobia, 
when they start bolting you into this thing. Yeah, well, it's not the. It's, if you have yeah, no, a hit, this ain't your Yeah, this ain't your game. If you have trouble with an MRI, this is not your. This is not your mission. Alex, really appreciate you coming on. I know you're on top of this. Love to check back with you again, and appreciate your coverage on that chase too. You got it. Thanks, All right, Alex. Thanks, yeah, Alex. All right, there he goes. Alex Stone, everybody, with ABC News. And he's got a lot of information. We got more information on this. Uh, uh, Colonel uh, Terry Burtz is coming on with us. Retired NASA astronaut, a good friend of Hamish Harding. and well, He um, and Hamish on this show. Yes. We spoke with them. That's because right. Because they were setting a they were setting a record and they did set it. So these guys are these are adventurers, thrill seekers, scientists, aviators. But um this is a situation that looks pretty grim. I heard this on, on TV today. I don't remember who said it. But we have sent more men and women to space than we have to the Titanic. Oh, that's wild. That's probably true. That's, it absolutely has to be true, yeah. Yeah, isn't that wild? Sure. Yeah, we we still can't figure out the ocean. Yeah, the physical limitations of going down that far yeah, it's are immense. Unbelievable. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand from KFI AM 640. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Conway Show. Mark Thompson's with us. Let's get right to our guest. He's an astronaut, and you're not. Colonel Terry Verts is with us. Uh, Colonel, how are you, sir? Yeah, uh, we don't have him up. He's on the moon. Terry Verts, you got him up? No? Oh, uh, hell. Uh, is, uh, uh, all right, so, uh, Colonel Terry Verts is with us. Uh, Colonel Terry is a bit of the moon. Uh, he's not stepped on the moon, but he's uh, he's uh, flown past it. Uh, Mark Thompson, you were a big Moon fan growing up. I was, I was. But the thing about Terry Verts is, he's uh, really a, among, I think, uh, Hamish Harding's best yes. pals. Yeah. And Hamish is one of the, of course, uh, the key figures in this uh, situation with the submersible. And he had a quote. One of his, one of Hamish Harding's last quotes was, "Hey, we're headed out tomorrow." And he sent this to Colonel Terry Verts. "Hey, we're headed out tomorrow. It looks good." The weather's been bad, so we've been waiting for this. And then Chris Little got an email as well. I think you have it over there. Yeah. Here's, we, want, we want to uh, split up the comments here. Do you want it? Oh, I'd be happy to. I didn't realize that uh, yeah, they you wanted took me that to one read away it. from me. Yeah. Uh, speaking, speaking to uh, Indian publication uh, the week in 2021 after getting back from his journey to the Challenger Deep, uh, Hamish Harding said, if something goes wrong, you are not coming back. Oh, my God. Now it's an eerily relevant statement given the current events. Yeah. All right, Colonel Terry Verts is with us. Uh, Colonel, how are you, sir? <laughs> the last time I heard that a minute ago, I heard a gong and then you were gone. So <laughs> okay. I, I'm doing better now. Yeah. You know what's amazing <laughs> is that, I, uh, you know, sometimes we have Steve Gregory, who's a great reporter here at KFI, and he's out with, um, I don't know what they call it, uh, you know, uh, voice Comrex or whatever. And he's out covering a fire in, in Big Bear or Lake Arrowhead. And we have a very difficult time hearing him. Yet when you guys are, are, are cruising around the moon, NASA can hear you like you're next door. Loud and clear. Yes, that's amazing. 
That's amazing. By the way, real quickly, I know we're going to talk about uh, about your friend here, but just a technical question. When you're in space, you spent almost seven months in space. Is that right? Uh, yeah, two weeks and 200 days, a little over seven months. Okay, a little over seven months. What is the delay when, when you talk to your family or when you talk to, uh, you know, Houston or NASA on, on, on planet Earth? Yeah, it depends on where you are, but it's like one to two seconds. It's not too oh, bad. Not bad. And you, you can have a conversation, but it's not normal. Like you have to get used to you say something and stop and then wait one second and then they'll talk. Um, it, it requires a little bit of practice. Otherwise, you just step on each other constantly. Sure. And and are you able to call your family every day? And do you have to pay for those calls? <laughs> it's the best phone system in the world. You can uh, call anywhere on Earth for free. Wow. If you go around the Earth, when you when the satellite drops below the horizon, it automatically disconnects. So you never have to say goodbye. You just get cut off all the time. <laughs> and uh, And nobody can call you. Oh, that's so wild! It's the best possible. It's the best possible. Best possible case scenario. You got to put that apparatus in a lot of bars here in Los Angeles. That's great. <laughs> you can call out, but you can't call the bar. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember when uh, you guys were setting that record for the yeah. fastest time in a business jet, as I recall. Right. And yeah. uh, in an airplane of any kind. Yeah. Yeah, oh. in, in the airplane, you were in a business jet. You, you know. Um, and, yep. I didn't, and most of us don't know the distinctions when you guys are real aviators and are real aviators. But even those connections are pretty good. You know, I mean, you guys were traveling around the poles. I remember that's the way you were getting there. And yeah. uh, that was an intense operation as well. Yes. Those are, we call them geosynchronous, which means they're above the, well, the ones we use are above the equator. <clears throat> so as you get to the North Pole and the South Pole, you lose calm. But between probably... I don't know, 70 degrees latitude, something like that, maybe, I think 70 degrees. Um, as long as you're not way up there by the pole, uh, the the calm was pretty good. We did an interview on CNN during the One More Orbit, oh, which I did with Hamish. Yeah. And, and real quick, I know we're going to get Anderson in, Cooper. We're yeah. gonna get into this uh, horrible story off the Titanic, but real quickly, because I'll never attend, what was the first thing they taught you in astronaut school? You know, early in astronaut school, we did media training, believe it or not. We had a guy come in for a week and teach us stuff, and he would he would just find us walking in the hallway and just start asking us questions, trying to get us to say something, you know, that we weren't supposed to say. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was day one, but it was it was pretty early in our training. It was media That's training. That's wild. That's wild, man. So, so, so I'm practically an astronaut then. I fully support NASA's position on that issue. That's what we were told to say. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're not with them now. You can you can open up well, about it. I know. I, I can say whatever I want. That's exactly. Right. Um, all right, your your dear friend. Uh, I'm sure that uh, as a matter of fact, let me put you on hold and see if we can hold you on for one second, and we'll come back and talk about Hamish Harding. Uh, I know you have a, a, a thing to do at the top of the hour, but maybe five minutes or so um, on this horrible incident that's happening above the Titanic or near the Titanic. Uh, Colonel Terry Virts, who's been on everywhere, ABC, CBS, NBC, and hopefully we'll come back and, uh, and uh, chat with him. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand from KFI AM 640. We have a, a retired Colonel Terry Virts is with us. He knows Hamish Harding very well. Uh, and, you know, yesterday when you were on with us, Colonel, uh, we talked about you know, four people should sleep to conserve oxygen and somebody should take a hammer and start banging on a wall. And it sounds like the Canadian Air Force is picking up that tone. Is that what you hear? Well, that's uh, definitely been announced that there have been noises. The Coast Guard wouldn't confirm if it was 
a crew banging on the wall or what. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there was a British news agency a couple hours ago that reported that they had a they had a mole on the inside that was saying that they were actually tapping out SOS. Wow. Um, oh man. So I hope I hope that's true. I yeah. really do hope that's true. I haven't. The Coast Guard hasn't confirmed anything, so they've been very circumspect. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's the case. Were you anxious about any of the things that we're now learning about this craft, that they seem to spend a lot of time, for example, on the hull and reinforcing it, but then maybe some other aspects of it were not necessarily as, uh, I don't know, as checked out or certified as they should have been? What do you think? You know, there's a lot coming out, um, and I have, I'm just a fighter pilot. I'm not a Navy guy. So I, you know, this is not, I'm not an expert in the design of the ocean gate craft, the Titan, but, um, it doesn't sound good <laughs> from what I've heard. And, yeah. and, uh, I know a lot of, uh, folks who are in that community that just would not have gone down on it. So <clears throat> we'll see where it goes. But, uh, right now we just need to focus on the search and rescue of and, course, of course, and getting, getting those guys back up. And once we forget that, Straight, then we can worry about, you know, debrief the situation and figure out what went wrong and why. You know what, I, I, when you said you're just a, a, fire, a fighter pilot and not uh, in the Navy, you know what a, a, a saying probably nobody's ever said before in their life? I'm just an astronaut. <laughs> well, That would never come into play anywhere. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just an astronaut. Thing. Well, you know, the interesting thing um, in space, having enough oxygen is a big deal and that managing the pressure between inside and outside is a big deal and getting rid of carbon dioxide is a big deal. So there are a lot of similarities between being in space and being in a submarine that ironically the, in the ocean exploration, the pressure difference is a lot more severe. It's a lot harder to go down to the bottom of the ocean than it is to go to space. When you go to space, you have one atmosphere worth of pressure change, right? You go from a normal atmosphere to zero, but when you go down, Every 10 meters is another atmosphere. So wow. 3,800 meters, so that's 380 atmospheric pressures. It's it's a huge amount of pressure. So it's more complicated um, to go to the Titanic than it is to Mars. I mean, pressure-wise. I didn't say complicated. <laughs> well, it's just pressure the physics of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that, the, the pressure is a lot higher. Um but you, have a, but Colonel, you, look, you're a fighter pilot. You're you're a decorated, uh, you know, uh, a veteran. You're an astronaut, and it sounds to me like you're more comfortable going to the moon than you are to the Titanic. And I don't blame you for that. I'm I'm definitely more in my wheelhouse. You know, I, I could I could fly the ship to the moon, but I I'd, I'd have to be a passenger going to Titanic. And I'd rather I'd rather fly whatever it is I'm I'm in rather than just sit there and watch someone else do it. So, oh, wait, so but, you know, wait a minute. So yeah, you would rather, yeah. you'd rather be the pilot. So if anything happened, like on a Southwest airlines, they said, is there a pilot on board? And you walked up, man, I could go back to sleep. You could just go back. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I could <laughs> Good I fly. I flew seven thirty sevens, and I, I, I flew some big airplanes when I was in test pilot school. That was a while ago. But the problem is nowadays they have those doors that you can't get in there. So literally like if the pilot's, you know, both decide to one, two, three heart attack, and they oh, both no. Died. Like no one could get in there. Oh, yet. I didn't even think about that. You know, I, I, I spent yeah. a lot of time in in Long Beach, uh, and a lot of the Boeing pilots used to live in the Oakwood apartments there in Long Beach and Seal mm -hmm. Beach. And I used mm -hmm. to barbecue and talk to these guys, and they said the seven, the triple seven, and the seven eighty seven, the newer ones. Uh, there's only room in the cockpit for a, a dog and a pilot. 
and the pilot's job is to feed the dog, and the dog's job is to bite the pilot if he touches anything. <laughs> that sounds like a. It's at least ten percent true. In the air, in the Air Force, if you're telling a story, the rule is it had to be ten percent true. So <laughs> okay, that, that, sounds, that sounds like it meets that so criteria. So much is automated, buddy. Uh, I I I know that yeah. you're praying. We all are for uh, your friend. I I I really thank you for coming on. I know you're being pulled every, every different direction. You have a, uh, a a TV interview to do here, but I really do appreciate you coming on with us. You're welcome anytime, and I, and Godspeed. And I really, we're all praying for your pal. Okay, I appreciate it. I appreciate the, you know some levity, which is good right now because it's a really bad situation. So yeah, yeah. thanks so much. Hopefully, Jerry. we'll get some good news tomorrow. Well, All right, thanks, I, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, there he goes. Uh, th that guy's the best man. He really is. Imagine being in a plane with that guy. How secure you would feel. Well, you know, he did a movie about the very um, uh, mission that he did with Hamish Harding. Okay, so in because Terry Virch is a uh, Colonel Terry Virch is a filmmaker, also Tim, as you know, right, and. Uh, you can go on YouTube and just check out the trailer, and it'll make you want to watch this movie. It's really cool. I mean, how these two, as you suggest, like top aviators, uh, you know, one who's been sure. on a lunar mission, et cetera, they do this uh, trying to set this record for circumnavigating the globe. It's unreal, and it's uh, it's really compelling. So I, I encourage people to check it out. But what an overachiever that guy is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he, you know, most people are happy just to be in the Air Force, not him. He wanted to be a pilot. Most are happy just being pilots. Not him. He wanted to be a fighter pilot. And then when he was done with that adrenaline, he's like, hey, maybe I'll sign up for NASA and I'll go to the, uh, you know, go to space. And he's done that twice and was on the space station for more than seven months. If you were part of the Air Force, where do you think you would do? Like, where would your ambition top out? Oh, uh, I think uh, if I were, I would like to be Admiral of the Pacific Fleet. Oh, I see. So you did, you know, you have your own plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd like but you don't want to really actually go up and fly. No, no, no. No. But I would, I would, I would stick uh, my nose into some countries uh, and probably start a conflict that the uh, rest of the uh, United oh. States wouldn't be thrilled. Oh, I see. So you've got a kind of a, a cowboy kind of uh, quality to I, your... I can't work under the badge. I see. I got to go my yeah. own direction. Kind of way get in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you destroyed another F-15. <laughs> uh, man, that is a wild, wild, great guy. That uh, Captain Terry First. You may have seen him everywhere. He's on TV everywhere, man, with this, with this story. So uh, God bless his, him and his uh, and his pal, uh, Hamish Harding. It's Conway Show. We're live with Thompson on KFI AM 640. Conway Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Now, you can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 4 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.